Welcome to Seven Blaze Podcast, episode number 25. I'm your host, uh, Jan Kruzma, and today we have, uh, for the guest, we have Charde Rebas from uh, Visit Estonia, who is the e-marketing coordinator for Visiting Estonia, and uh, Silver Tambor, who is uh, editor-in-chief and co-founder of uh, Estonian World, that is uh, currently the most popular English language publication about Estonia. Hello. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk uh, about how to make a country seem desirable and awesome. In short, how to market the country. If you like this podcast episode, then don't forget to comment and share it on uh, social media. And if you have any suggestions for uh, me, then please write me a letter on Facebook or on email. <laughs> so... Let's get to the guests. Um, Silver, why do you do what you do? Well, I was about to say ladies first, but um, yeah, let's let's start then. Um, well, I'm I, I I was actually living in London for a long time. Um, I left Estonia uh, in 2000, so it was four years before uh, Estonia joined the uh, European Union. And uh, I didn't actually, um, when I left Estonia, I, I didn't have very warm feelings about Estonia because I, I was a little bit fed up and, uh, you know, I wanted to discover the world, etc. But um, I, I stayed in London for a long time, uh, over 10 years. And um, there's a saying among the Estonian communities um, abroad. Um, they say that um, if you've been away from Estonia for about 10 years, you um, start to miss the country. And um, in my case, that is true. Um, when, you know, I think first five years after I'd left Estonia, I, I sort of, um, I, I didn't even want to come back. <laughs> I, I, I remember I, I was, you know, I saw some dreams about, about uh, being imprisoned in Estonia and, and can't get out anymore. And so I, I, I was, I really, you know, I, I was integrating very much into British society. Um, but then, you know, I started visiting again and obviously my family friends were still here and uh, things changed completely. Well, first of all, obviously, personally, I started to miss the country a bit. But second, um, you know, the wider context uh, around Europe and the world changed. Estonia joined the European Union in 2004. Um, then, uh, you know, EasyJet, uh, British uh, airline, started flying to Tallinn. Uh, more and more people started to come here. Then, um, obviously, we had Skype, we had, uh, you know, the startup ecosystem, uh, and all that um, started to make an impact around uh, British and American media. And I noticed that. Uh, and at the same time, I wanted to get it back into media. And back in Estonia, I had studied journalism, but when I went to London, you know, I did all, all sorts of jobs. Um, and then um, around around 2011, I think, about six years ago, I started writing to local Estonian media, Delphi and Esti Baolet. Um, I started interviewing Estonians who were living in, in London, um, Chris Sonic and uh, Ivo Aulik, who's, who set up a, a minicab company there, etc. Um, and then... Um, and then suddenly, after about half a year or so doing that, I just sort of so suddenly had an idea that, uh, you know, let's let's start something our own, and that's how Estonian World uh, was born. Um, at first, we thought we'll do it in like two languages, Estonian and English, but then re we realized that we you know we'll will not have resources for that, uh, and that's when we decided we'll do it in English. 
And in 2012, uh, summer and July 2012, that's when we first uh, started publishing uh, articles in Estonian World. So that's how Estonian World was uh, was born. But but the background around around it was also that we want we we noticed you know that. Uh, Many uh, famous outlets are writing about Estonia, you know, The Economist and Wall Street Journal, etc. But the Estonians are not really doing themselves. So we thought, we'll ha- we are Estonians, why, why don't we write about us? Um, and, 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 you know, we have more uh, uh, inside knowledge uh, uh, than, you know, it's just random journalists from London or New York or Washington coming here. So, so that was the, so the, the wider idea behind the Estonian world. Um, and 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 of course when you live in london or any any other big city um as most estonians know many local people or you know people from elsewhere around the world don't really know estonia that well so we thought that if we start something like estonian world where we uh, write about our 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 country our success stories um estonians can share those stories with their friends their colleagues etc and that's exactly what happened with the Stone World. So, right uh, at the beginning, after like two months after starting it, um, it uh, it kind of started to work. You know, Estonian started to really share it, and uh, that's how we started it. Thank Sorry, you. that was a bit long, guys. Very, very thorough, Charde. <laughs> I, I guess this part is similar. That you have to have been away from Estonia for a certain time to really. Love it. I wasn't away for too long, so it took me less than 10 years. Uh, I was also in London for a year, and I worked in tourism. When I got back to Estonia, which was actually my decision after a year in London, that I don't see myself living there. Uh, Then when I saw this job at Visit Estonia, I had worked with Visit Norway before. That's like a destination marketing organization in every country, but I never thought that there is one in Estonia because I never heard about it or I just, whenever I was in Estonia, I didn't know anything about them. And after working with Visit Norway, it seemed like a really cool thing to do to market my country because marketing some random product can be tricky if you don't really believe in it. But I knew that I love Estonia, so um, this seemed like a perfect job for me to go for so that's how I ended up in visit Estonia that was I guess a year after Estonian world came to 2013 usually in the show uh, I mostly concentrate on the guests but uh, I also want to share my story <laughs> because I really feel you both of you I wasn't living away for so long um, from Estonia but uh, I was uh, living in Finland in sixth and uh, seventh grade so um Two years, but and then I went to work in summers in Finland before I w- came to Estonia to study IT. Then I also realized that uh, we have a very beautiful and really nice country, very nice people. Each Estonian should live at least uh, one year somewhere abroad, and uh, this will ap- make it actually appreciate the country much, much more. Okay, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with you. Yes, that's a good, that's a good point. And I think the longer you spend away, the the more you kind of uh, start to see the the positive sides. So. I uh, once visited Vienna, and uh, we got an invite to the 
how you call it ambassadors uh, ambassador through a party for Estonians living in who live or were in uh, Vienna okay and uh, we had a really big party and I have never seen uh, so friendly Estonians before in my life <laughs> absolutely same as in London um, there's an organization called the Estonian uh, Guild in in London and uh, I remember during the Olympics uh, London Olympics in 2012 uh, there were like 400 of us I think got together, you know, and the Prime Minister at the time, Mr. and Prime Minister was Andrew Sanzip was there and, and everyone was like really, really, really cozy and friendly, you know, it's just you know, and also the Prime Minister was different than he's here in Estonia. So the, the, the vibe is somehow different, yeah, I and mean, then you really sort of appreciate meeting other Estonians, etc. So that's an interesting aspect, yeah. Mm, Sharde, what kind of social media platforms do you use for your personal marketing or personal life instagram well facebook less and less i don't really post anything uh, i used to use snapchat more now i use it less than whatsapp viber linkedin sometimes did i miss something uh, twitter i normally use only during like conferences or events i don't really use it daily but i quite like it actually so maybe i started using it more well, I'm I'm really a, still a Facebook fan, I guess. Um, I was quite late at uh, using, uh, start using Instagram. Um, so I use Facebook and and Twitter. But um, I mean, we're talking about the stolen world, and of course, Facebook is the most important for us um, because it's still Estonian world is really content based. Uh, I think I guess that's a little bit different from visit the stone and that is you know um, a, a large part of your work is about the pictures and stuff. Estonian world is really uh, very much content based. You know, although we also put a lot of emphasis on on photos, it's more and more about stories. Um, and so we um, we really took off on Facebook. We now have. Um, almost 30,000 followers on Facebook and that's talking about Estonian English language media and then that's uh, way, way more than any, any any other outlet. Just comparison, ERR News has got like three and a half thousand or something like that. Um, and also I use Twitter uh, for Estonian World as well. Um, we have an account on Instagram but I have to say Estonian World hasn't been very successful on Instagram. Um, we were quite late to start using it, and uh, and yes, it's difficult when you you know you you're really producing articles to to stand out on Instagram. I, I very often see this uh, with uh, my guests that uh, everyone has uh, one favorite uh, platform, and uh, always everybody tells why their platform is the best. <laughs> in a sense, I would see that Estonian world would have a huge. Uh, Maybe potentially in Instagram, at least, uh, let's say, behind the scenes, making of, being on a podcast and so on. Quite quite possible. Um, maybe we just need to do things differently. I need to find a different person to do that, um, maybe, because I'm more focused on, on, on Facebook and, and Twitter myself, and uh, that's the reason we, we haven't been uh, that successful there yet. Um, but yeah. But I generally agree that the Facebook is actually in decline in some some ways. Um, although we don't really notice it, we still get for Estonian world. Facebook is like crucial tool. You know, we're getting like over fifty percent of our traffic from Facebook. So it's for us, it's like crucial, really. Um, 
But generally speaking, I I do I have noticed that some people are getting a bit fed up because it's just overflow of of information on Facebook and just too much sometimes. And personally, for me as well, it gets too much sometimes because I I, I noticed it's just so um, much irrelevant information now going on there. So, yeah. I think work-wise, Facebook is definitely biggest for us as well. And last summer we started producing content that we didn't really do on that level before. So now it's it's a lot bigger. And the other thing, uh, videos. I see YouTube doesn't really work for us, but on Facebook, videos work really well for us. Probably depends a lot on the target group who are who you are after. And we have a Facebook in eight languages, so that's uh -huh. also different. So you actually... any other channel is only in English. Mm -hmm. But Facebook, we have uh, Norwegian, Japanese, you name it. Mm, wow. In my shows, usually I always have uh, guests talking about their uh, field of expertise or, or, or their product or their company or how, or how they are doing in social media. And, but first time that we're talking about the country. So uh, what does it take uh, to market the country? I would say it's a really big thing, of course. So that's why um, at first I said I'm from Visit Estonia because it can be really confusing if you say AIS, then people think, oh, she's the one behind this. Um, What's AIS in, in English? <laughs> oh, yeah. Enterprise Estonia. Enterprise Estonia. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. in English, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think this is really confusing for most people what is really done in Enterprise Estonia because mainly we're known for sharing European Union money. But actually, we have really uh, many departments that promote Estonia on a daily basis. There are people who work on promoting Estonia and have done that for years. So uh, Visit Estonia is just one department, which is tourism, in there. And uh, I wouldn't say I know how to promote Estonia in a big context, because I only do like the destination marketing part. So we have people who do e-Estonia, we have people who do invest in Estonia, work in Estonia, study in Estonia, Estonian, I don't know, space agencies. So this is all like uh, bits and pieces and we're just a small part of it. So I think I have the easiest part because every, everyone loves to travel and even if you wouldn't want to live or study here, then coming here and seeing the medieval city or, or nature is still beautiful. Well, um, Estonian world, um, I guess it's a little bit different case in that sense that um, it's not state-owned uh, agency. It's actually a private uh, initiative, and and well, it's a media outlet. So, and we have actually changed a little bit. If we look back uh, when we started, uh, some people even asked us, you know, is it like a visit Estonia number two or something? Because we used lots of uh, photo material, lots of photos from the Enterprise Estonia's fo uh, photo bank and stuff. And really, we, at the beginning, we had lots of, um, you know, very, very positive stories and, and you know, highlighting the architecture and in the same uh, medieval old town. Um, but the stone world has actually evolved a bit, um, well, quite a lot, in fact, in f over five years. So if we look at it now, uh, then we also um, highlight critical aspects. We have lots of stories by uh, expats who, you know, come to settle in the stone and live in the stone and they share their experiences. So it's not just uh, anymore about um, pretty pictures. It's uh, it's a really um, the way we, um, well, if you call it market Estonia, is that really we tell the story. Uh, we we, we, uh, we open uh, different aspects. Um, and that's not just about uh, anymore about like, you, you know, the tourist sites. It's about... Uh, 
actually living here, you know, the real real life. Well, for example, a few weeks ago, a French lady um, who came to live in Estonia, she wrote a story about um, how to buy a house in uh, in Estonia in in three days. And and that was a positive story because she said in France it would take like you know I can't remember it was like six weeks or something so you know the difference was huge uh, so we have we have various sort of practical stories where really you know people share they they and compare their countries to Estonia for example you know that's that's how we do it um, so I wouldn't call it the Estonian world really a, a marketing platform but of course emphasis is more on on positive uh, positive stories because of uh, as I said before that's how we started you know that's in our DNA you have very good content I have to say <laughs> thank you have you ever done uh, cross uh, cross referencing each other we post your stories every now and then but I think you worked with some other department more i think at the beginning we used a lot. Uh, yeah, I think at the beginning you said the Stoner really shared a lot of stories. But now, indeed, we work with lots of different um, different platforms, um, and and some of them indeed also under Enterprise Stoner, like E Estonia, but also E Governance Academy, and and of course Startup Estonia, you know, Garage Startup Community, Garage Forty Eight, etc. So we pretty much work with all the organizations that somehow, um, you know. Uh, promote or, or, or sell Estonia since in some ways we always have something in common or, or some connection if I would like to add a national key to my marketing activities so what would my first approach what should it be to let's say I want to add an Estonian flag to my logo not logo but let's say to my brand story what's th- what sh- should the first thing I should be aware of Not sure about using flag. I think there are certain rules for that. But if if you want to use uh, brand Estonia, like uh, font colors and so on, then you can just go ahead and do it. What, It's all free. What, and mostly, I mean, like if I want to like integrate it, I uh, let's say I go to another country I, um, to promote my services, and I want to put an emphasis that I am from uh, Estonia, an Estonian company. So, what would uh, number one? Uh, so you mean like uh, what? Oh, what's the sort of elevator pitch you mean yes. about Estonia? If someone asks, well, I guess it's 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 something that we still in Estonia um, are trying to find an answer for. I mean, that's you know all, the old discussion of a brand Estonia, recent one, and it's also you know the question was how we how we doing. It. But well, good question. Um, I remember when I first uh, went to live in London, and of course, no one knew anything about the stone. And then, really, I, I think many Estonians said that, "Oh, we are by the Finland, you know, we're next to Finland. That's that's where Estonia is." And of course, you had to explain that the stone and in Estonia we have our own language and stuff. But of course, I think it's evolved over the years. And now, um, when you're talking about t- Depends on what community you're talking to, right? It's it's also, you know, Estonia never will be uh, another, you know, well maybe it will, but I don't think it will be as famous or as well known as 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 you know Norway or, or, or the UK or you know some, some really you know long, long established countries. Uh, we will might get there, but not maybe in you know next five five ten years. So I think you're talking about different uh, groups. Um, when talking about tech commu- with the tech community, um, you know, in, in America or, or Britain, 
they you then to know about Estonian startup community and we that we are good at startups. We have more startups per per capita in Europe than any other country, etc. But of course, if you're talking about some other groups, um, they might know indeed uh, the old 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 town in Tallinn, and you know they might know Estonia for that. Some people know Estonia for music, you know. Um, there are there's a, for example gay community in London, huge gay community who know Estonia for Eurovision. You know, that's you know it may sound funny, but they they remember you know our Eurovision song. So it's I think it's it's difficult to really to say that it's like uniform that they, you know uh, uniform dancer for that. I, I would say that this is the thing that has been maybe miscommunicated like when we were looking for a new brand Estonia then everyone were talking about logo but the real idea was creating a toolbox that exactly like your question like if I have this company what should I talk about and this is what they are creating like uh, if you're I don't know in food scene then you can talk about Estonian chef being at the Olympics or chef's Olympics finals or Estonian chef working in world's best restaurant or knowing what are the stories in your field. And this is the idea of the toolbox that you you get the basic stories that kind of match your company and then you can build up on these stories. Well, I, we, we don't really use, the, you know, the logos and that but branding in that sort of, you know, physical sense as logos and stuff. But as I said, with the Estonian world, we do put a lot of emphasis on, um, on, on images, visuals. So that's really what we do. But of course, again, if you're media outlet, you cannot use the same, um, you know, skyline picture of Tallinn every time. So, if, you know, we... We, we ourselves as editors, we get bored of that. So, you know, we, we did that at the beginning, but increasingly we tried to use different uh, images and not just from Tallinn, but also, from, you know, Tartu and other towns and, and the nature and countryside. One thing, one critic for uh, about uh, Enterprise Estonia, I would say, is that um, I think it's improving now, and that's really good with the visit Estonia, but is that um, lack of good... Uh, images or like good photos about the stone. Yeah. I mean, the photo bank they uh, they had. Um, some of the photos are like you know ten and more years old. Um, Visit the stone has got a really great um, Flickr uh, account, and that's really and everyone's allowed to use it, right? I'll try to again answer that. Question. I think they have a public photo bank available for everyone. Uh, the photos we have bought in the last two years mainly you can use them. Uh, the photos that are older have different contracts, so it depends. But the ones on Flickr are mainly for free use. You just have to uh, follow the Google, terms and conditions. Okay. I remember when I was uh, traveling in Asia, I always explained, it's a really small country. And I was emphasizing that the, the strength is that we're so small and uh, we are still alive <laughs> in the 21st uh, century. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But the, when you say small, that reminds me the recent discussion uh, about uh, w- w- when the new gateway page, Estonia.e and the brand Estonia, when the page was introduced, I think there's a line somewhere there which says that don't emphasize the word small. Oh, okay. You know, so <laughs> that's that. And that that was a good I mean, th- I, you know, I think that's, a, that's got a good point. That we, we sort of ourselves are sort of playing us down sometimes. Mm. And we're saying, oh, tiny, small. Um, and perhaps, yeah, uh, maybe there's a point that we shouldn't 
emphasize that uh, too much. I I will keep that in mind next time I travel. <laughs> Thank you. Sharde, what do you think uh, is the main differences between marketing a country versus marketing a company? Is it, can you think it of it as the same thing or? It's definitely not the same thing. Uh, if you have a product that you're responsible for, then you can always take a feedback and fix it. That's the well, one thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay. we don't really have a product like if someone doesn't like a spa or some city or roads or so on, then we're not in charge <laughs> of everything that happens in Estonia. Right. And and the other thing is maybe the same logo thing that uh, a lot of what we do in tourism department, okay, if we have... Uh, events or something where we are kind of out with Visit Estonia, then we use the logo. But a lot of our work is working with influencers, uh, bringing bloggers here, having like content out there about Estonia that doesn't say anything about Visit Estonia. Mm -hmm. So that people shouldn't even know that we're kind of behind it. Do you use those articles in Facebook then? or can uh, we, we use them on Facebook as well or wherever in social media, but the main idea is like if, if we want to talk about food, then we invite food journalists. If we want to talk about sailing in Sweden or kind of uh, it's it takes a long time to change perception. So if we have themes like uh, sailing or golf or kind of really niche topics, then you have to get the biggest influencers, media and so on. But it doesn't matter that it's visit Estonia. It's more like Estonia. Mm -hmm. So for a company or brand, it's always important to have, you know, your name on it. But I think for us, it's important to remember that it's not about us. It's about the general image of the country. I think that's a big difference. Well, I think Shard explained it more or less already. So I don't, I don't have much to add. But um, of course, with this... Um, well, it, it's yes. I mean, for Estonia as a media outlet, of course, our subject is also Estonia. So because you are using Estonia e exactly. Too. <laughs> so I, in that sense, the product is uh, is Estonia. You know, that's uh, that's how it is. In that sense, it it is different from the classical sort of media media outlet that you know they they have different subjects. So our subject very much is indeed the, the Estonia or some or people relating to Estonia. So yes, uh, but as Shade said, it's very different with the companies. You know, you. You really selling your, um, you know, you, you, you know whatever your service or product you you, you produce. So it's a little bit different, yeah. Silver, you mentioned it's quite a big part uh, is your Facebook channel, but uh, in case of uh, visit Estonia, how big of a proportion is uh, marketing in uh, social media or in digital marketing in general? It's growing every year. I think it's still not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the online part. Um, like everything in public sector takes takes long time. We could do so much more on social, but I think even the fact that we don't have a person who works full time on social media shows that, you know, it could be done a lot more. Uh, I can't really say like there's a certain amount of budget or for campaigns, like there can be, like Epic Estonia was mainly about social impact. There was a campaign in Sweden uh, the year before last year that won the marketing awards well can our listeners uh, find the summary of the of you can uh, on youtube you can look for epic estonia case study and then you get the uh, case study okay uh, but we also have campaigns where social has like smaller parts uh, like if if your target group are germans that are 40 plus or 
I don't know, spa in Finland, same maybe 40 to 60, then uh, social has less impact. So it really depends because we have so many different activities going on at the same time. We can have a family campaign in Latvia, Russia and Finland. At the same time, there is sailing campaign in Sweden and Germany. There are like small campaigns that locals don't really know anything about because they're not a target group. So um, Why not promote this content more to Estonians themselves also? To get a better, not to feel small anymore, but to feel... Uh, better about their com- country's tourists and also would know what to then market or, or say to when they're traveling. I could just say until uh, last year we had different structure in Visit Estonia where we had market managers for all our main markets and that just changed so now we start to do more international campaigns and uh, so I think it's changing so when we do international campaigns hopefully it's also w- known widely because mm-hmm. so far it ha- was more like campaign in Germany campaign in UK campaign in Sweden but now that we do international campaigns I hope they'll be big enough so the locals also know um, that's I, I just want to be a little bit critical here as well um, about the public sector and that's Shade because Shade actually brought it up herself uh, is that, um, that my experience with uh, with the public sector is uh, no I mean I'm not overly critical I'm just saying that some uh, what, what I've noticed uh, and I think it's a problem in a small country like Estonia is that there are too many different departments too many different people dealing with uh, more or less the same thing I think we're not using our resources wisely enough here uh, you know, if you take into account, it is um, we have, I think, over just over six hundred thousand taxpayers here. It's nothing, you know. In London, it's like a couple of uh, couple of boroughs, you know. I think we need to use more wisely the resources we have, and I've noticed that within Estonia and and other departments in the government as well that too many people doing different things, but they should collaborate more uh, to create more synergy. This is really a problem, I think, in Estonia. And it's not just to do with the marketing and tourism. It's in other, other, um, but, you know, um, that's in the business generally, you know, and, 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 and when we deal with public sector. Um, so that's really uh, where I see a lot of improvement that we should be uh, focusing more. And of course, private public sector collaborate together, but also, you know, uh, identify the things we really need to sell how we need to sell and 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 collaborate more. I think here the keyword is uh, cooperation and um, absolutely. I also have a dream that uh, either I make it myself or Estonia will make uh, one it- itself a Estonian social media ministry <laughs> <laughs> or Estonian marketing ministry. Does any country have a marketing ministry specifically? I think the or the, tourism. Uh, some of the <coughs> Arab countries probably have. I, I wouldn't be surprised if United uh, United Arab Emirates by well, it's which is part of United Arab Emirates that they would have uh, a minister for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what other mm-hmm. countries you have seen uh, that are doing a good job in marketing uh, their country? I like Norway, of course, because I've seen them maybe closely enough. <laughs> Uh, Iceland has been a good example for mo- m- most of the they, destination they got, marketing. Iceland got very lucky with uh, football. So now they're, uh, my cousin is living there, he's complaining that there's no space to live. And 
rental prices are super high. I think one thing that's good there is the same thing that cooperation. Uh, well, they have three times less people than we have. But as much as I've met the people who work with uh, Inspired by Iceland, or, and they have probably also less media and ad- advertising agencies, but the ones that kind of um, win procurements or I don't know, seem to be already really experienced because UK is their home market and US is right there. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be really good. So they're kind of lucky also, I think, with having uh, really good companies that are the biggest. Yeah, I agree. Um, Norway and Iceland both uh, really stand out. But I, also, I would also mention New Zealand, for example. But of course, it's in, in that sense, again, um, I, I cannot say that we... If we compare Estonia to those countries, then of course uh, it's not really fair because you know these are much older countries and they had a stable story, stable history. Uh, we, our starting point was really only just twenty twenty six years ago, but of course that doesn't mean that we uh, we shouldn't look at how they do things or learn from them. And I know at Enterprise Estonia, I think they've had some contacts with uh, New Zealand, for example, as well. They just that I think they're doing a really great job. Uh, but also Singapore, uh, Singapore, I don't think they have. Uh, well, I'm I'm not quite sure, but I don't think they have like a huge, um, you know, marketing budget or, or department. But with the Singapore, you see the stories that sells. You know, this is actually a good example of how the, the country is successful, and the country itself. You know, the people coming there, the story about oh, you know, it's a good business climate. You know, it's um, you know safe. So this is you see where the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes in. It's well, not about you know creating that ad or logo or stuff. Mm-hmm. You actually associate Singapore with something that is you know um, successful and, and great place. What about Australia? Why does all young Estonians want to go there? <laughs> what are they doing? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Um, what about brand books? Is it common uh, that a country has a brand book? I believe every country has some sort of brand book. Getting to the topic of uh, the Estonian brand book, uh, what's your f- take on uh, brand.estonia.ee? When, when, when it was introduced a few months ago, uh, well, first of all, I want to say I really like the font, the, you know, the new font. I think it was sort of uh, minimalistic and uh, fresh and... Uh, I know. Yeah, I know, exactly, called I know. Uh, I think that was really great. Um, a general approach, um, yes and no. Um, again, I like minimalistic design I like uh, you know that sort of neat and 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 tidy approach but of course um, I think the f- there were some things I would do differently uh, one um, photos again uh, I think it uh, portrayed Estonia as a little bit too gloomy um, I appreciate um, the honesty behind it, as we know, you know, we just had like six months uh, long winter here, and it does, you know, get pretty cold and grey sometimes. And longer. And longer, but at the same time, you know, we also have a beautiful summer when it when it is beautiful. But you know, hopefully it is. Um, compared to Britain, uh, it is much warmer country, but I wouldn't say they have more sunlight, for example. You know, so I, I would say Estonia summer is actually uh, more beautiful. So I think taking even the sort of reality into account and 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 approaching it honestly, it was a little bit too gloomy. 
I think it's changed already. They've changed some of the photos there and images and stuff. But at first, um, yeah, yeah, that raised questions. Of course, in Estonia, there was a, a huge controversy about uh, boulders, you know, the bo- infamous boulder image. Now, I've um, interviewed, you know, um, the team members behind the new uh, brand concept. And after talking to them, I I do understand it better, where they g- came from. Of course, the polder, I think, uh, it was an interesting fact that Estonia has got more uh, glacial polders than any other country in Europe, I think. And of course, they wanted to just uh, bring up uh, something unique. Apparently, Finnish, they highlight Northern Lights, for example, Finland's campaign. So, you know, we also have Northern Lights, but of course, if another country has already done it, you, you know, you don't want to repeat it, right? Um, so, so in that sense, I do understand why they wanted to find something unique. It's, uh, but at the same time, of course, it's, it's a tricky one because there are only a certain amount of people in the world who would be interested to come to Estonia to see a, a boulder. You know, it's not your Norwegian, you know, fjords or, or some Alps or, or you know, it's, it's, it's not really that, you know, you would get massive amount of people coming to see that huge stone somewhere. You know, it is beautiful to see, but, you know, it's, 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 but, uh, with any any campaign, you cannot say immediately how effective or how good it is, and Shadan probably knows it better. So let's give it a little time. Let's see how it works. Um, I, I spoke to one of my friends in in New Zealand about it, and he liked it. He said, "Oh, it's great," you know, and he liked the slogan there on the news site, which said that Estonia is a place for independent minds. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite good. Again, probably some people didn't get it here. But if you start thinking about uh, the, the individual spirit of Estonians, and, and, and I, I think it actually does make sense. So they were good and bad. I think it just, yeah, uh, lacked some in, in some ways. But um, I think it had perhaps internally, domestically in Estonia, it had too much uh, negative sort of uh, feedback. I think it's, it wasn't fair. Thinking, what am I allowed to answer? You to don't that? have to answer <laughs> if you don't want. Well, I, I, I guess I can answer. Um, In the personal view, just what do, what do you think? I, th- I think it was again kind of impression that someone came together or the design team and they made a new brand, and now go ahead and use this boulder. Like um, that's not the case because we have had brand for a long time, and Welcome to Estonia was just. Uh, really, really small part of it. If we talk about stories behind it, they haven't really changed much. Like clean environment, uh, digital society, it's still the same. The The main things that we work with, like on daily basis, they really haven't changed. It's just the font, the color and so on. So um, I would say this actually has worked better like on events like just simple session or skiing uh, events or so on that it really stands out visually better so this is a good thing uh, when it comes to stories then the next step for a brand would be living up to those stories like if you come here as a tourist do you really experience digital society or all the clean environment and uh, independent minds is something that I would say us as Visit Estonia we haven't we don't really have stories or we don't really have content around this now so that someone who comes here and doesn't know anything about brand estonia 
I think the question is, what are they saying about Estonia? If mm. you come here, what do you experience and what do you live with? What are those stories? And if these match with the ones that we want to tell, then this is good branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as Shade said, I think it's a good point that you have to live up to it. You know, So if you sell the country, um, then... Be honest. I mean, and in, in that sense, I really appreciated the honesty behind the new uh, brand uh, concept. Um, because indeed, I have met some people who, um, in fact, just last weekend, I spoke to an American couple from Silicon Valley. Of course, Silicon Valley is not really the best example because it's a bubble. Uh, you know, but but they said um, they are looking for some uh, programmers here in Estonia right now. And, and they said that uh, the package... Uh, our marketing is actually greater than the actual uh, substance. It's a style of a substance here. They said they have had some issues, you know, and things are moving as fast as they would like to, and things like that. So if we create something, you know, the story and 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 and, and sort of myth, then really we have to, you know, uh, we have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important because otherwise people do will get disappointed and uh, and and then then you know, they will not come back or leave, you know. How do you measure uh, the impact what you're doing? Depends on activity. Uh, if we have, like, certain campaigns, like uh, a spa campaign where we actually sell packages for, like, overnights in spa, it's really simple to measure that. If we have more, like, um, awareness campaigns or or just, like, Epic Estonia was not so much about Swedes coming here and now loving Estonia, but it was it was more about slowly starting uh, to get those new images and messages through and continue doing it. So we see that the tourism from Sweden has grown, but we can't say that, yes, this is just because of us. This is the hardest part about, uh, I think, Visit Estonia, that we definitely have impact here and there, but for so many activities, we can't really say yet that this is because of us in in, in future when uh, we really plan to use those platforms that tell you like if someone has i don't know visited your campaign page or your social media and if they have booked a flight to estonia and i don't know booking.com or expedia or wherever in next six or to 12 months then you can kind of maybe there is kind of connection there this is future with don't have campaigns where we have done that but i think it's it's maybe something where we could say like we see that 40% of latvians have come here after that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't say it's because of us but we see that they've been here um i just by the way that reminds me that um i want to say something something very positive about the visitor stone now is that really they I've noticed that on a Facebook, uh, compared to some other countries, and even some countries that are actually much bigger than Estonia, uh, the equivalent of, of Visit Estonia sites, uh, they have less uh, followers than Estonia's Visit Estonia on a Facebook. You know, I can't remember exactly which country, but I just recently noticed. So, uh, you know, it seems that Visit Estonia has done a really good job, actually, of, of getting lots of followers. But how we, um, with the Estonian world, it's, uh, by the way, our markets are a little bit different in a sense that Visit Estonia is, um, I think you're focusing more of, on the neighboring countries, you know, Sweden and uh, etc. Estonian world is an English language uh, media outlet. Um, most or majority of our readers are in English-speaking countries. So the United States, uh, United Kingdom, 
uh, Australia, Canada, uh, but also some neighboring countries like, of course, Finland and, and Sweden. But how we do, uh, how we how we measure? Um, well, it's different with the media outlet, of course. Um, but I, I know some examples when we wrote about e-residency, Estonia's e-residency, then um, some people heard about it from, you know, Estonian world by reading the articles. Um, there are also some uh, business deals that were um, done because of, of that. Like, for example, a startup called Leapin. Uh, they offer services which are linked to the residency, and and someone who read about Leapin uh, from uh, on the Stern world uh, started using these services, and then nothing became resident, etc. So uh, there are you know stories like that. But of course, you know again, Shade uh, said you with the media outlet as well. You have readers. You you of course you see the likes and you see the feedback and stuff, but you cannot really. You know, how can you say what's the impact? Of course, the impact is they they read about stone and know more about it. But what's the actual benefit? Um, depends how we measure it. Yeah. Could you uh, give some uh, examples of uh, maybe campaigns that you have done to increase your followers or or readability that uh, that our listeners uh, should be aware of? I personally was uh, taking part in this uh, Visit Estonia Snapchat takeover, where I was asked to film my day for one day. I think Visit Estonia has done a really good job with Snapchat. I don't know many other companies in Estonia who actually have uh, utilized uh, or used Snapchat to... I think there are more that are using it now. We Mm. just were the first ones, maybe, or one of the first ones to really test it. But that's true, like we don't have many campaigns or activities that locals should know. Puhka mm. Estis uh, is actually like the Estonian name of Visit Estonia. Mm-hmm. It's not really a campaign, but uh, for the last three years, so it's the third year now, uh, every spring, we have, um, what is it, counties takeover, where uh, one county takes uh, our Facebook over for one week. So that's to kind of highlight regions, not just to talk about what we want to talk about, but to give them a chance to talk about what what's important for them and, and local things. So uh, I guess they have made so many uh, games and contests there that I, I see that it has worked better than our kind of average content creation when we don't have this. So I think maybe this is something that uh, locals have seen. I can just say, like, if you uh, want to follow Visit Estonia on Facebook, not Estonian version of it, then you can actually switch to English uh, version. It has different content? It has totally different content. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, under a cover photo, there are three dots where you can switch region and then you can choose which market you want to follow. Because we get that question that the Facebook formulas kind of uh, decide where you should belong to. But some people actually want to follow some other page and there are many that want to follow international page but they're directed to Russian or Estonian page mm-hmm. so you can you can change that and uh, now on Instagram we have photographers takeover that starts next week mm. so uh, what's the Instagram name for the account visit Estonia visit Estonia <laughs> at visit Estonia yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so this is the first time we do something on Instagram where we actually work with locals because uh, so far we have mainly used user-generated content uh, that comes from hashtag Estonia, mainly. 
but we haven't really done any campaigns so far. So this is the first time we want to give also local photographers a chance to highlight their work. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit different with the media outlet, but um, talking about campaigns, uh, one of the promoters of Estonian artists, um, a couple of Estonian artists um, recently approached us and said, uh, do you want to uh, run a campaign with us in London? Because those artists are going to perform in London. Um, but we haven't done it yet. <laughs> but um, with the media outlet, of course, you always have to um, look after your readers. And, you know, many readers uh, have been with us you know, for almost yeah, five years, you cannot run an article on the same subject again or, or write about exactly about the same thing again. So you always have to somehow invent and, and come up with new ideas and new subjects and new topics. And that's what we do with the Stone World. You know, we try to um, come up with new ideas and, and maybe highlight um, things that haven't been highlighted before. For example, if we're talking about um, some places in Estonia, you know, uh, we 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 try to uh, show different places and and as different aspects than just you know Tallinn or Tartu. But of course, other thing is about people. Um, recently, we started a new project collaborating with the University of Tartu, where we um, uh, interview people who are not Estonian Estonians but okay how, how shall I say Russian speaking Estonians because um, I think that's really um, one thing that concerns me is that um, you know we have 25% of our population who's, who's, who's natively Russian speaking and outside Estonia most people don't know anything about them and their voices are not really heard and you know, this is the thing with the Estonian world. It's it's not really, um, you know, we write about Estonia, but it's not like some kind of nationalistic uh, voice that, you know, that uh, who who's proper Estonian. It's about everyone who lives here. So what we want to do is that really we want to ensure that uh, the Russian-speaking uh, um, population, that their voices are, are heard as well. So yeah, um, we published the story. Um, a guy born to Russian-speaking family in Kohtlerve, which is in Idaveru County, who, who doesn't know Estonia well, um, wrote about his experiences and his um, life in Estonia. And it's it wasn't uh, overly positive. Um, he was negative. He, you know, he was well integrated, um, learned Estonian and uh, studying here. But he also highlighted some of the negative aspects. You know that still uh, sometimes um, uh, he finds it difficult to integrate into society. So this is, all, you know, if you really want to be on again, uh, if you, if you're a media outlet, you have to be honest. You know, it's it. You have to highlight the truth. Um, this is just one of the example what we what we started doing. You know, it's a very interesting and a hard topic because many, many of my uh, Russian friends are uh, complain not complain is the wrong word, but uh, pointed out that they feel uh, like uh, guests at their own home. Yes, um, and and really that's for me as an editor it's interesting as well because I uh, I'm most I was born into a Estonian speaking family of course uh, well not of course but yes and 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 then I don't really know much about. Russian speaking uh, population but I, w- I want to know so for me as an editor it's also an interesting topic but it, I have to say when we shared that of course it had lots of readers and lots of feedback but also negative feedback some of the um, you know readers were like surprised because it, well to be honest if you if you're not 
born in Estonia. You don't really know much about it, and so it comes to you as a surprise. And this again, that's again the, the you know the reality and and the, the sort of hype or myth um, kind of uh, contradict here sometimes each other. Mm-hmm. Is that that's, that's one of the troubles uh, really? Is that most of um, well, it's not really a trouble if you're talking about marketing, but you know it, it's, it comes back to the topic we we discussed before: is that whether you uh, you are honest or you 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 make everything up, is that most of the Western media, the way they portray Estonia, is actually very positive. So, if you're talking about from marketing point of view. We are in a good place, you know. We have so many good uh, articles about Estonia. We have great friends, you know. Um, you know, one of the most well-known is probably Edward Lucas, who's, uh, who's the, one of the senior editor at Economist. You know, people like that, they've written so many good articles about Estonia for years and years. But of course, the downside is that greats among people who don't know anything really about the stain and then who read only those articles that we create some kind of a picture that is doesn't reflect 100% the reality and this is where we actually as a media outlet the stern world we are increasingly trying to distinct ourselves is that we are based now in Thailand we want to also highlight the, some of the the social aspects uh, like this one I mentioned, you know, the, the Russian-speaking population. Chardet mentioned the the campaign that I think uh, had a real great part of uh, freedom and uh, trust in the people who actually take over the channels. So I think it's a really uh, cool thing to do. But uh, how have you dealt with uh, if uh, something negative arises? Or how do you deal with negative images about the country? We don't really have a lot of that. We have some negative comments every now and then on Facebook, mainly. I think Instagram is so much more friendly. <laughs> so if there's anything negative, it's mainly uh, mainly on Facebook. On uh, Snapchat, it was more about... Uh, I don't remember having like very bad comments there. It was more like you never knew what someone is doing or if it's maybe somehow against good practices or kind of uh, brand values <laughs> but normally it it was it wasn't a problem and if if that happens i think that was kind of the cool thing about it that it was authentic that people realized that it's a takeover by local people mm-hmm. and we don't control it and if there was something like what the hell is this then this is real life. <laughs> and I think that's the value of uh, Snapchat to show the backstage and it's not always pretty and uh, awesome. It's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and on Facebook, if there is something negative, then um, if we have a reply, then we reply. If it's someone who just keeps, uh, I don't know, who doesn't Trolling. really, yeah, then uh, what can we do? You know, we can't really change if someone is really strict. Mm. Well, our feedback has been pretty positive as well. Um, but uh, mentioning Russia again, uh, it's that's always a bit controversial topic. We have a security section where we you know, write about uh, security issues. We started actually that with uh, because Estonia is pretty good at cybersecurity. 
that's again where we punch above our weight, you know, um, globally. Um, but of course, things change because of, as we know, what happened in Crimea in in 2014, etc. And then we increasingly we started writing about defense issues, you know, the U.S. Uh, forces in Estonia stuff. But that created. Um, some negative backlash and it still does again as you mentioned trolls you know we do get lots of them when we write about for example uh, NATO troops in Estonia or Estonian defense force whatever we do get lots of uh, uh, lots of trolls who are commenting on Facebook and stuff and saying oh this is you know attack against Russia and uh, and things like that mm-hmm. so this is I actually distinct very much uh, two things you know we have Estonian Russian speaking population and then we have Russia as a country where we have political problems uh, but I think it's not clear to to some maybe some of the wider audiences you know they they kind of mix those things to up uh, they even say when we write about you know defense or security issues sometimes they say oh it's it's you know against Russia it's Russophobic and stuff whereas I don't we don't as a media outlet we don't see it in that way uh, you know when you criticize the political leadership of another country that's not against Russians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yes, sometimes the, the, the you know readers and trolls and the sort of clash there. But this is, I think, you know, the uh, the security issues. Talking about marketing um, around the world, it's not a good thing that we have uh, lots of news about how um, we have NATO troops and American troops and stuff. Because I know um, I know people in in, in Britain and America. Who kind of asking? Oh, you know, what's what's happening next? Is it is it like you know the Third World War starting out? And I don't think it's really that attractive. I mean, if you think yourself, if you know, for example, Middle East, you know, if there is a conflict there, you're not really sure if you want to take a next flight to there and have your holiday there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that doesn't do any good for us that we have too many stories about now about. Uh, NATO troops and, and conflict with Russia, so it's 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 a conflict for us as well as a media outlet because at one on on one hand you know we have to sort of write about it we feel like because this is the fact and it's the truth, but if you think about it from the marketing point of view, you you just start wondering how many people will not come to Estonia because of that or how many investors how many businessmen will will decide not to invest because they are just afraid that you know there will be soon war you know break out here. In reality, we in Estonia, we don't feel that, right? We don't feel that there's a war, you know, coming to uh, starting. But if you're in 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 America or Britain or or, or uh, some countries where they don't know, know, they have never been here, I just wonder whether they actually might be afraid to come here. I don't know. Maybe I can I can say uh, as I see what's uh, written about Estonia on Twitter on daily basis, and there are certain weeks when. Like people who use Twitter in the UK or US, if you use this more than I don't know Google just to see what what is talked about a country, then sometimes there are only like photos of tanks and kind yeah. of war, and uh, and they're actually English and American articles, not like from from here. So uh, if I would be like, I don't want to go there because <laughs> it's it's kind of scary looking just. This this is why we kind of tried to post nice photos as well on Twitter, but they still dominate sometimes. 
Yeah, exactly. If, before we get too political, <laughs> <laughs> then I have uh, actually the last question. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> But, uh, it could have, we can have a new show about this. Uh, what should uh, we as a nation uh, do in order to make sure that uh, uh, we uh, keep a positive uh, image about our country and that it also correlates with uh, reality? I can answer one thing about that you asked before about campaigns, that Estonia Hungary is, of course, coming next year. So this is also, um, can't talk about it more now, but I guess in a few months uh, we also invite Estonians to participate. This is another campaign where we use locals quite a lot, I would say. So uh, keep your eyes open. <laughs> And I think Estonia Hungary is a good year to forget uh, all the bad comments and just really come together and and create and it's already working now because there are so many uh, gifts that are done to Estonia so I think the best thing you can do is just be positive and be friendly if you have tourists here and whatever you do do it good because it's all about experience that you have here from the moment you step out of the plane until you go back so this is No matter how much marketing we do, today user-generated content is like, I don't know, 99% of what really matters. All the people who come here, what they share, what are their experiences, what are their views they write, what are what they post on their social media. This is what actually has the actual reach. So um, give good experience as a local person and that's why we actually travel if we love the people, not pictures. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Silver. Yeah, um, should I mention Estonia 100? Uh, we also uh, have um, a partnership with the Estonia 100 program and we will write also about stories about, um, you know, where we come from, where we are and where we're going to. Uh, we, you know, we write about Estonian identity and history and, and the great events that will happen during that time. But yeah, I agree that um, the user experience is, is very important. And I would say... Um, That looks actually pretty positive. I mean, people who who come to to Estonia for a short time, I think they they experience is, it tends to be pretty positive. Uh, really, you know, looking at the comments and feedback, and you know, when they spend like a week and uh, two weeks, then uh, pretty positive. And they tend to say that people are friendly, and and also it's interesting. We didn't actually talk about, but. Food. It's interesting that if you look at the, some of the questionnaires and polls and surveys, and uh, lots of visitors have uh, have um, had many good things to say about Estonian food. Uh, well, which is pretty much fusion, really. Like mm-hmm. you know, you would call it modern fusion. Um, so there are good things. Um, maybe I think that's been discussed before as well. But um, maybe. I think people, we we should really recommend people to visit uh, outside Tallinn more, you know, really to go to bogs and, and, and forests maybe. And um, because it's, in, it's true that in some large European countries, you don't have that mm-hmm. uh, luxury. I mean, it, 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 you know, you have parks, you know, I lived in London, of course, London's got huge parks, but, you know, you don't have um, a place to go like where you are completely, you can be completely alone. And this is, I think, this is really good. Uh, this is really um, something that maybe we should highlight more and, and promote. 
that you know you half an hour from Tallinn and you you're uh, you can I don't know how you would call it but some some sort of silence tourism or um, so of course the, again the downside here is that if you get too many people you promote too, too many too many people then you wouldn't have that si- luxury of silence <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah I would say that you know of course uh, as in stone and then uh, highlight the positive and, uh, and then let's hope that uh, people enjoy yeah? and hope uh, all Estonians uh, in Estonia will behave like Estonians living abroad <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah. okay uh, thank you Sarde thank you Silver thank you we had a great show we need to close it up now thank you all everybody who listened to the show this was episode number 25 great sound quality was provided by Hendrik Vear from uh, Lakeside Sounds and uh, today was actually also our first uh, video recorded uh, episode so we'll, we'll look <laughs> how will this turn out And uh, make sure to tune in to our previous episodes on our homepage, sevenblaze.com slash podcast. Um, You can find us on iTunes, on YouTube, and almost every podcasting app. uh, You can search for Seven Blaze Social and uh, find our previous episodes. Thank you guys for coming, girls girls and guys. And uh, stay social. Thank you. Woo! (laughs) 